0: I miss the days when women and men knew their place. It was a different world back then growing up in New York City. Yes, we had racism and we had drugs, we had wars, we had the haves and the have-nots. We had crooked politicians, and great boxing matches and baseball games. No matter what neighborhood you went to, the middle-class people took care of their lawns. They greeted their neighbors, whether they liked them or not. When we got to the job, all different races would have to grin and bear their differences and work along because the dollar treated everybody the same. I remember those days. They contradicted themselves oftentimes, but compared to today, I just don't know. I'm not living in the past, and I never wanted to be an old man who was living in the past. But I do understand and feel that you can understand where I'm coming from. Boy, the way Glenn Miller played, songs that made the hit parade. Guys like us we had it made Those were the days And you knew who you were then Girls were girls and men were men Mister we could use a man like Herbert Hoover again Didn't need no welfare state Everybody pulled his weight G.R.O. LaSalle ran great Those were the days. I remember when that show came on, how old I was. The other shows that came on that I could relate to a lot more. The Jeffersons, Good Times. The other shows that came after, That's My Mama. I can go on and on and on and on. But even those shows like All in the Family who had a lead character like Archie Bunker, who we know was the type of racist that still punked out when it was time for him to face it and move forward he was the kind of guy like many white men that i knew who were raised up in ignorance and were even comical with it there's one character who owned a gym that i trained in and he was the closest thing to archie bunker that you'd ever want to see but He stayed true to who he was, even though he was misled. And in actuality, I got to know him really good. I won't say his name. I won't bring any disgrace to his name, but those who know me know him very well. He was just raised ignorant, but the bottom line is in lots of our conversations that I had with him, I found a lot in common to be honest. He worked hard. His father helped him to get the gym. He wasn't rich. He made a lot of bad mistakes. And if you know that picture of me winning the 1982 National Teenage Mr. America, he was the one who sponsored the free gym membership, supplements, different stuff. He knew my parents. He was the one that drove me and other competitors up to Utica, New York that day in October 9th and 10th, 1982. A Puerto Rican, another black man, me as a black man and him. And we all shared a hotel room. And I could tell you, you couldn't find a better brotherhood than that, even with our differences. But now we move forward to today. The differences so stark the differences are off the scale call me old school if you want i don't know what world i'm in anymore maybe i'm too old for this world maybe that's what made it easier for me to move to west africa to live because at least while certain things are there festering under the rock it's not in your face and we're not made and forced to comply with the madness, with the evil. And I wouldn't even let it off the hook and say it's a sickness, though it was labeled that prior to 1973, before they took it off of the books. This is why I'll come to my title. I miss the days when women and men knew their place. It's not just about the men you see here on the banner in front of you. Yes, they're all men. They're in drag. Makeup, beauty marks, heavy lipstick, pouting lips, a promise to those who enjoy that fetish, what they can do. I say to each his own. It's the same idea and place I've come to at the age of 60 after seeing so much in my life, maybe a few extra helpings of experience, but it's also given me a few extra helpings of wisdom. Maybe my wisdom is unconventional. Maybe maybe my wisdom is not the norm because I've pretty much seen everything in my life. This is what makes it easy for me to get in front of the mic and on a feeling alone, go into detail as to how many others feel while they may not be able to express it. I'll do that because I feel it. You know, when I say women and men knew their place, I didn't say black women and men knew their place, although that is in there. I mean the whole society of women and men knew their place. Because years ago, if you were a man and you wanted to cross dress, that is your right behind closed doors. It is not your right to take that mess to school paraded in front of the elementary school kids and tell them why that is normal and the norm and something that is on the menu of life for them to choose. Introducing to our young brains who are going to be the rulers and leaders of the future something to take them off the path that's not important. We all are freaks behind closed doors. I'm a heterosexual black man. But I'm a flaming heterosexual black man. I'm a proud, flaming, freakish, heterosexual black man. But I would not take what I do, which falls under the category of normalcy, okay, and push it on anything else. I am an extreme person. I like to do a whole lot of things, but it doesn't go over into the preferences of what you might see on this banner. And again, whatever you do, you do it behind closed doors. But women and men do their place. Everything that we see out in the open has always been. For some who lived a sheltered life, they're very much shocked when they pulled that rock up in the backyard at their parents home when they were a little child and lifted that rock and saw all the strange looking insects crawling around that they never saw before. They were so scared they ran away. They didn't even put the rock back. So today, as a result of all the things that have happened to us in society, there are a lot of things coming out. But the difference is it was always there then just as we see it in the open now. But the difference was we knew our place when men at the barbershop saw a shapely young lady walk by. I mean, with the smallest waistline and the most curvaceous backside and hips, pretty face, perky anti-gravity breasts. They would say things amongst themselves. But when she came back in the same direction from the store, it was always a brother who went out there to greet her and meet her. But he didn't say anything about that. He treated her with respect. We always had grimy men. We always had the kiss and tell type men. But back then, from what I could see as a five and six year old and seven year old who was always with my father, I saw men show the ultimate respect. We knew what they had on their mind, but they still treated a woman like a woman with respect. of the time, unless it happened to be a drunk man who couldn't contain himself. And I'm not gonna let the liquor be an excuse because alcohol is an amplifier. It's something that amplifies what is already there. So nobody can come to me and say, well, you know, I'm sorry because I was a little drunk. Little drunk or a whole lot drunk, trust me. If that thing wasn't there to disrespect the woman, it would have never happened. I've never approached a woman in a disrespectful way. Maybe they might've made me inhale and catch my breath when I saw how gorgeous they were. And I would be honest and let them know. I was never the type of guy to come with a hidden agenda or secret motivation. You know why? Because I knew my place. I knew my place and although I had many things rush through my mind I knew that that woman was somebody's daughter was somebody's sister possibly somebody's mother cousin kinfolk best friend next door neighbor she didn't come to this world by by herself or yeah she might have been born by herself if she wasn't a twin but you're connected to people I miss the days when men knew how to respect women and knew their place. The women back in the days, it seemed to be more plentiful when we had our sisters Who knew their place. And I don't say that in a chauvinistic, narcissistic way. Like going in there, girl, in the kitchen and make me something to eat. And them clothes better be washed. And when I lay down in bed, even if I don't take a shower and my balls are musty, you better come on in there and take care of business and get down on your knees for me. And I'm not talking about praying. Oh, yeah, you're going to pray to me. You gonna do what you need to do to make your man feel good see not like that and many people will say oh lance you're catering to the women you are simp you're this you're that look in today's world we don't have many of the old school women we do have some left but far and few between these days especially in america we have so many women who are so masculine who want to be men, who are disappointed in men, yes, but they've seemed to abandon what it takes to be a real woman and a real lady. It doesn't mean that you have to bow down to every man. You can be strong, but don't forget to be feminine. Femininity is not weakness. It is strength because you are our mother's you keep the homes, you're our wives. Running a home is one of the most challenging tasks that you could ever think to do, but we dismiss it. We think it's nothing. Fellas, you break up with a woman, your wife leaves you, and now you're left at home to do everything for yourself. And you tell me how easy it is. You do your stuff at home on the weekends and it's time to get up Monday morning to go to work. If that is the time you go. But whenever you start your work week, you're beat up because doing things in the house takes so much. And so imagine you have children that you have to raise and you're at work and it's tough. Yes, we understand that but you have a woman at home who is taking care and rearing the children, teaching them on top of what they learned in school and feeding them, keeping the house clean, washing their clothes, having them eat before you even eat, sister. I understand that. So when you can stay looking good while doing all of that, I tip my hat to you always. And I love you. But this thing that has happened now, By design. And we all know if you watch this show, you understand so much. I've learned from all of you. So I'm not teaching anything or speaking about anything that you don't already know. You know so much. This is almost entertainment for you and something to reaffirm what you already know. I'm not trying to preach to the choir, but maybe someone who has come to this channel who has never been here before will hear something a little different and say, whoa, this brother's talking different. But then there are a lot of brothers out here talking different. But they seem to shut these channels down where we don't get the traction to say what it is that we have to say. And on that note, I want to take a little sip of water. Let me sip. Thank you. Ah. Woo, that was good. I love to float like this. But we knew our place. Men wanted to be men. Men deserved those who did and demanded respect by the very way they carried themselves. Sisters, back in the day, and even today for those that are far and few between, when a real man who has integrity, confidence, the intention of doing the right thing, and mannerable steps into the room. You could be at the doctor's office, sitting down and there's an empty space next to you. And you see this man who's smelling good, looking good, but carries himself upright, strong and confident, not loud, but a quiet confidence in himself. You can't help but wish if you were single, And available to say, I wish this man would sit next to me. Whoa, he is so well-groomed. Today, a lot of our brothers who didn't have anyone to teach them walk around any kind of way, smelling any kind of way, with all kind of profanity coming out of their mouths. Their physical appearance shows that they don't even care How people accept them on the first impression. They're not clean cut anymore. I'm not throwing off on the bearded brothers because if you keep your beard right, fine. I'm not throwing off on the brothers who have locks because if you keep yourself good and trimmed and good, let them hang. But keep yourself right. Show that you're manicured. Show that you you keep everything trim and neat. And of all, by all means, smell good. You shouldn't come out the house looking oily and musty. Grown men, pants hanging down, can't even keep themselves in discipline at the dinner table, guts hanging, love handles, men who have breasts just as big as their wives or their girlfriends. Nobody wants to be bothered with that and they walk around like they're God's gift. I miss the days when men knew their place. And they wonder why they don't get play. They wonder why they're on a, on a, as they say it, a long dry streak. It really shouldn't be about that. Because if you treat women around you right, who are real women, who are not masculine and trying to challenge you to be a man and sees you as a challenge, you won't have any problem with women gravitating toward you. But I miss the days when men had an abundance of men to look up to, to date, to court, to be engaged to, and to eventually marry. Why? Get married. Have a family. Be a part of a community. Community, it's like commune and unity. Unity is in that word community, but you don't see the word unity in neighborhood. All you could take out of neighborhood is hood. Most of us don't live in communities anymore. We live in neighborhoods and it would be better if we did live in a neighborhood because we have neighbors in this hood but it's not a hood where the decadent things go on neighborhood is the beginning of community you have to live somewhere and you get to know the people around you and you work together and you build a community and it's not based on how good you can get down on your knees and show your head game it's not based on how low you're hanging between your legs brothers because while some of our sisters may like it long like that how long is your discipline How long is your vision? How long is your ability to make the right decisions to secure her as her nature requires? Just because they're angry right now and they say, I don't need a man. It's just like a child who says and gets angry. Oh, I don't love my mother no more because they didn't get the extra slice of apple pie. Conditional type things and you're mad as a little baby, a little child, and you grow up and you're a little older now, and you see why she didn't let you eat all the junk food because now you have a friend who has health problems from being obese. I miss the days when children respected their parents. I miss those days. I miss the days when women and men knew their place. Everything is confused now. Everything is in a state of disarray. Nobody's trying to fulfill the roles of being a real woman and being a real man. We're off. Lots of us are hurt. Lots of us have been molested. Lots of us have been abused out of our minds. And then we try to bring this thing as normalcy to the forefront because you're going to deal with what you did to me and how you got me messed up. So I'm going to embarrass you, daddy. You snuck in my room and you did these things to me at night. You're not supposed to be doing this to your stepson or your real son. So now I'm going to come out and flame and, and embarrass you for what you did in the dark. I'm going to do that. I'm going to lash out on everything that wants to appear normal. I'm going to lash out on every time you took me to church, but when you took me to church just like the story I told and I can tell it because she gave me permission of the young girl who she's grown now, rode my bus and she told me how her grandfather who was a pastor Would have his daughter, which was her mother, who was addicted to crack, bring her over there with the dress on that she was going to wear. And the grandfather would give his daughter crack or money for crack in exchange to have sex with his granddaughter. And this is before the church service. I have to tell it, I'm not going to get graphic, but the daughter, the pastor's daughter, the granddaughter's mother was sitting on the side of the bed while the grandfather forced that girl to perform acts to lay on her back and take what he had to give his own blood and what's even sicker. How did this arrangement come to be? I mean, mean, really, when you hear things like this that people catch, no matter what it is on a dysfunctional, evil level, again, I won't say sick. I'm not letting them off the hook. Stuff like this is evil. And this young lady would tell me sometimes the same story night after night because she had to get it off her chest and she trusted me. And she says, Lance, I know you do YouTube. You can go on there. Don't mention my name, but just tell my story for me, please. I said, Are you sure? I said, Would you like to come and tell it? I said, I'm not looking for hits or exploitation, but there are people out there who are hurting who went through similar things. That were maybe less drastic and some maybe more. And in my YouTube journey, I have discovered that <laughs> what this young girl went through was a starter kit. Trust me, because every story that you hear on the Lance Curve show that seems to be drastic like that. There are many others who have come to me and revealed things that they did not want to put out online. But they said, Lance, you can tell my story. I'm just not up for doing it myself because I don't think I can make it three minutes into telling it before I break down. See, there's a lot of damaged people out here. And what you see today is the result of that. See, when you have a garden, and you plant your seeds, you can't expect in a week's time that that seed is going to grow up to be a tall tree bearing fruit. It takes years. It takes many years. And sometimes the weather may not be favorable for that next year for things to bloom or harvest. So you got to cultivate that garden so you give it a better chance at bearing good fruit. Where's the good fruit right now? We're not bearing good fruit out of our community. We're bearing destruction and dysfunction. Look at these pictures. I hate to say it. These are all brothers, but what happened to them to turn them this way? We take this so light and we make jokes of it and we say yes we're gonna go and go to the drag queen show and watch this and it is accepted as an art form I don't know why because I don't see Jewish men going up in drag they probably do it behind closed doors as a matter of fact I knew of one who did so how do you know Lance trust me a lot has been revealed to me and if you want to hear that story I'll do it on the next one It probably will get negative 21 hits Because I'm going to make sure That something like that doesn't go out But I've seen so much in the direction that we're going in We're not going to have Any remaining communities We'll have a whole lot more neighborhoods That have no neighbors but their hoods See neighbors don't shoot and kill each other Neighbors don't sell drugs to each other. Neighbors don't gossip about each other. Those are the things that turn a budding seedling of a neighborhood into a hood, a crushed seed where all potential is gone and life is hopeless, like that seed that was crushed or wasn't planted and cared for properly to become part of the community. So you have all these disembodied spirits lurking in bodies, mixed up mentally, spiritually hurt and misguided, nowhere to go and living hopeless. And you say this is progress and you say this is progressive living that you can do whatever it is that you want to do. Listen, I'm not too high on the church, but let me tell you the way the world is going. It's best you going back to the church and read the Bible and sit down and go to church two or three times a week. Things were still going on. But we had a little more order. But yet and still people do what they want to do and turn around and claim that they're Christians, claim that they're Muslims, right? Claim that they're Buddhists and into Judaism and religion does nothing if you can go down the street on a Friday night or a Saturday night or any night during the week and see something looking at you like this. I miss the days when women and men knew their place. It's a bizarro world we're living in now, but it's not just now. Again, I have to say it, the seeds were planted long ago. This is the result of, of what has happened. Like they love to say what is done in the dark will reveal itself in the light will shine the light on this banner and look at what our men are becoming they don't know their place they have been raised by masculine women who did not like men so they raised you up to be subservient and effeminate they raised you up to be this way And now that you're grown now, you're the very man that she doesn't want. So she blames who? She just blames men. But look at how she raised you. And some will say, well, listen, if the man was around, things would have been better. But I can't say that even still, because some of the men That you laid down with. And you chose to lay down with. They were no good either. And this is why we have. Baby mamas now. With several different baby daddies. I remember driving the bus. And it blew my mind. The mother of these three boys. Named. All of them with the same first name and you know how they referred to each other by their last name seven and eight years old hey johnson give me back my candy i didn't take your candy robinson i think stevenson did it i was like what so i knew her quite well in passing silently and she started to talk i said can i ask you a question Did you give them last names for first names? She said, no. They're all named Brian after their grandfather. But since the baby daddies all had different last names, that's how they address each other. But I wanted to honor the grandfather by giving them all the same first name. I said, this is a sick old world we're coming up in. We got brothers who want to drop the seed because see that process of procreation feels real good even the beginning stages of dealing in that called foreplay Ooh, boy that feels so good but you know why it feels good because there's a responsibility that comes with that and that is a gift to you because you earned it now we don't have to earn it anymore now we can just roll up on these females not everybody because we have good ladies and good women out here and we can get what we want immediately I miss the days when brothers kept their zippers up and women kept their legs closed now it didn't always happen that way but we had more restraint we had more vision to say you know what I can't get pregnant with this man because he's not exhibiting the traits of a good man. A friend of mine, many years ago, when we lost contact, we used to talk in Orlando. The funny thing is, I'm going to just say, Peggy, wherever you are, if you're listening to this, please reach out to me if you ever find this. But we used to have the deepest conversations and deepest thoughts We never met each other. This is an amazing story. It's quick. We met each other in an AOL chat room. Because I, when I first got online, it was fascinating. I would share my artwork in the AOL chat rooms. And some of them would get mad. Man, you sent me this five times already. I was so enthusiastic to find this new medium to share my artwork. And there was a young lady who was a lawyer named Peggy. And she said, wait a second. Did I see in your profile that you said that you live in Orlando? I said, yes. She says, where in Orlando? I gave her the streets. I said, Americana and Texas Avenue, which was considered a hood, but I lived there because I wanted to be close to the jail. So when they called for overtime, I can get there quick. That was my strategy. And it worked because I got a lot of overtime and I was rewarded because people would know Lance is going to get here quick. I kept my uniform pressed and hanging just in case they called me at the crack of dawn. I had all my food packed in my big lunch bag and all I had to do, I already shaved, is go and rinse off a little bit. I hate to leave the house funky. I don't do that. But it comes to find out, she said, Americana? Texas? Texas? She says, where do you live? And I could say it now, the Buchanan Bay Apartments. She says, oh hell, that's right next to me. I'm in Park Lane, which was affluent. There were condos and we just started talking. We never had the need to really meet. It was no, but we loved each other and we talked and talked and got deep and deep. And she was one who missed the days. When women and men knew their place. And we had deep conversations. And I just want to say to everybody, wherever she is, and I'm quite sure she's still with us. And if she's not still the same, throw my friend Peggy some good energy. If she's going through anything, let it be where it dissipates and disappears. If she's prosperous let it continue but that woman has a lot of wisdom and a lot of sense and we shared a lot of our private lives in intimate, and intimate i don't mean just sexual but deepest feelings and these are the kind of things and bonds that we have to have what happened for, with, with the fact that men and women can have friendly relationships Decent relationships, brotherly and sisterly relationships that if something happened with you, let's just make up a scenario. Say you're a man who didn't have much family. You don't have really any brothers or any sisters. And if you did, you weren't too close and you're living in a new city where you weren't related to anybody. But there was that woman really around your age group or so that people may have thought, oh, you must be dating. But it was a brotherly sisterly thing. And then you find out your mother dies, unfortunately. And you may not have enough money to make the funeral. Let's just, these things happen. And you're so heartbroken, but you have that friend that you can call on the phone and say, sister, I am um, i can't make it. My bills are tight. I can't even contribute. My family lives on the other side of the country and we're not close like that. I can't ask them to say, hey, Could you please send just just a plane ticket round trip and I'll try to take the rest of the year to pay it off. This is what families should do. But there are some sisters who step up to the plate. And even if she can't give you the money later on that night, she's holding you close to her bosom. We're not talking sexual people. Breasts have been sexualized, but something about a woman's breasts where you're sad and you're hurting and she has her top on and she holds you and presses you close to that place of comfort. Because if you are breastfed, you understand that's a motherly energy, even though she's your sister. She affords you that. And she holds you as you cry. You can be tender. You can be real. I miss the days when women and men could be real with each other without having to jump in the bed. Everything is so sexualized now. You can't even be friends. Men talk about being in the friend zone so long like every woman they have a friendship with. It has to be about eventually going in the bed and she friend zones you too long. You need to break that relationship. It may not be where you're to get with her sexually. It may be where you feed into her so she knows the real man when she sees it, if you're a real man. Why do we all have to cash out on our coupons that we get in the Sunday paper? Oh, I forgot, we're in 2023. Not many people read the Sunday paper. Unless it's on the internet. But why do we have to feel pressured? Why can't I love you from a distance? Why can't I love you unconditionally and maybe still have a crush on you? But it would ruin the authentic connection we have if I try to get in and interlock my genitals with yours. And then what? We lost the aim and the focus on what we can give each other. I've learned that. I've known women who met me and wanted me for sex. And lots of times and most of the time I gave in. It was nice. But where are they now? The real ones who stuck in my life are the ones that we showed a little restraint, even if in the very beginning, like I said with my dear friend Maureen. Yes, we were getting it on there for a while, for a couple of weeks. But we saw the value of friendship with each other. And we eased it into a higher gear. And this is why I have so much respect for her. Rest in peace, Maureen Right? The conversations that we had and the ways that we fulfilled each other in our souls and the voids that we had, the fun that we had. And other guys would hit on her. And she might give them the number and come back and tell me what happened because she was out there too now. We loved each other deeply and there are individuals today that I love deeply and they know who they are and I can get on one of these adult themed shows and talk about the good old days and you know I was doing this and I was doing that but don't be fooled and don't be in a state of mind where you think that that's all I'm about. We're getting older now. Oh, I'm still sexual. I still get horny. Don't we all? But it's more refined now. We know ourselves now. It's more specific now. I miss the days when women and men knew themselves and their limitations. If I tell you, whatever your favorite food might be, it could be chocolate cake, it could be uh, a Starbucks, some type of coffee from Starbucks. It could be some type of pizza. It could be sushi. It could be your grandmother's chicken that she would fry. Whatever it may be, if I tell you that every single day, that's all you're going to eat. Yo, oh man, that's my favorite food. I can eat this every day. Tell me after the third day how much you want to eat that same thing every single day. See, brothers, when you're on one track with women, of course, I know you're gonna look at them from head to toe. You might even go, mm. you know that noise that is involuntary that we make. There might be somebody standing close next to us, and we're like, "Oh, they might have heard it God. Mm, 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 mm. But when you get past that face, try to understand that she has more value than the beautiful ass that's in those jeans. She has more value than those lips that can do damage and blow minds, among other things between those ears is intelligence if she has any find out what she's about before you get with her because she can ruin your life if she's not the right one you can ruin her life if you're not the right one it's not going to be right until you develop yourself to the highest not potential but manifest that potential and bring it into reality. That's how you make yourself a catch. Not by diminishing yourself and running after this one and running after that one and becoming a glorified friction provider that causes the woman to use the battery-operated boyfriend. You know why? Because she's learned that there's a lot of good dick attached to a fool There's a lot of good dick out there attached to an undisciplined man. There's a lot of good dick out there attached to a person who has no drive, no vision to accomplish anything in this life and to be better incrementally day by day. They have no drive, but they got good dick. I miss the days when women and men knew the power of their sexuality. It can ruin you. Yes, it can. And it's sweeter when you take your time and make yourself a better catch. Educate yourself. Utilize your intelligence. Keep your body in shape. Cultivate a good conversation. I may not know everything, but my father taught me and he told me years ago, he said, Lance, read, read, read. Now, you know, my mother was really into that. My father was too. He said, because if you become a scholar in one area of expertise in your life, that's cool, but you'll be a very boring person. I said, well, why, Daddy? Well, that's all you can talk about. That's not interesting. The joy of a good conversationalist when you engage with them is that they can talk about everything. They may not know everything, but they can talk a little bit about everything. And once I understood that, I went to work, bettering myself as far as being one who can engage anybody in conversation. Again, I don't know everything. That's not the point. But when people who are knowledgeable on something and they run across you who they don't expect to know a little bit about what they do, they're pleasantly surprised because now they can let you in their world because you took the time to absorb some knowledge. This is why in the bathrooms that I've had growing up, it was always National Geographic magazines, always decorative decorative magazines, thick ones, the big thick ones, whatever it may have been. It may have been something on the financial world. Stuff way above my level of comprehension as a young boy, but I would pick it up and of course, when you're in the bathroom, oftentimes you have time. And I would read maybe half an article. I'd go back later on when nature called and read the other half. And I didn't understand some of the words, so I'd get my dictionary and look it up. Oh, okay. I have a I have a shallow understanding of how this works. And now that's the foundation to accumulate more knowledge because you made a down payment on knowing the base level. It's just like when you go to a mechanic and he tells you what's wrong with your vehicle. You may not be a mechanic, but if you have a basic knowledge on how things work, you can build from there. I miss the days when women and men took pride in themselves to better themselves on a cerebral level. Because what good is it if a woman or a man is very proficient And how they make you feel with their lips as it goes down to the Netherlands. But later on after the orgasms are achieved. When they open their mouth. Stupidity comes out. Good head is not good head. When it's head from a fool. I'm sorry to be graphic. But we get an adult here. And like I said, I want to focus on human nature i just don't want to chase around the thought about talking these celebrities and stars stars so who who made them stars see when i grew up my parents were my heroes when i grew up the neighbor's parents were heroes also yes we like sports yes I grew up on Muhammad Ali, I had his pictures plastered all over my wall, just like when I got into bodybuilding, and I had pictures of them plastered all over my wall, and we looked up to them, but we knew the real deal, we knew who was bringing the money home, we knew who was preparing the meals for us, and kept the home so that we can have a full childhood, those of us who have, because every child did not have a full childhood. And so that's why we have to indulge in this thing called healing. Because I miss the days when we would self-reflect and be honest in our conversation and have real friendships to say, hey, I'm not trying to get on your nerves. I just want to say that this may be an area that you need to work on. And instead of saying, man, you don't know me. You're trying to put me down. No, no. I'm not saying that you would say, yes, I do realize that. And I thank you for pointing that out because you're a real friend as opposed to somebody who would talk bad about me behind my back. You brought this up and you follow through. How's that coming, brother or sister? I found a book when I was in the bookstore or I found a link to an article online. I would like for you to read that and you accepted that because you realize that your friend cares for you. So the small circle of friends that I've known for many, many decades, I know they will share things with me if I seem to be getting out of line. I miss the days when friendships were real, as opposed to these situationships that are conditional or competitive. Or people who want to get near you Just to watch your downfall Secretly jealous of you And they see you successful And they will clap and applaud and say Oh, you're doing so well And in the back of their mind You're going to fall soon And I want to take joy in seeing that Who do you think you are? I miss the days when more people were authentic As opposed to what it is now Everybody walking around with their phone Holding it up Like they're toasting to the sky, like they're holding a a champagne glass, but they're really looking at themselves, taking a selfie. And you have filters on Instagram that make you look better, which is cool. But this has become the basis of reality. Falsehood is reality today. Image is reality today. You have two people meeting off of social media for the first time face to face and they're standing next to each other, looking at each other, wondering, is this the person? Because it damn sure don't look like that. Until they open their mouth and realize they both been lying. Where do you go from there? Like the song, where do we go from here? (laughs) They must have been prophetic and knew a little something about social media for them to make that song because they're living in a world that is so fake, so superficial. Women wanna be men, men wanna be women. Men don't want the responsibilities of manhood anymore so they'd rather give up the manhood and even if they don't turn into a full homosexual, it will be so effeminate to let you know, I'm not ready to be a man. I never had an example of a man to teach me how to be a man. So I'm going to not be a threat in the society where the oppressor is threatened by us, threatened by us to be strong black men that when we do procreate, we hang around. And I don't mean to say hang around, but we stay committed to raise those children and you know, we thought of it as something bad back in the day. I'm not saying it's good. But, you know, you have these men who, you know, when they have uh, a home going service. So many people pack the place out, even if it's not many. But there's always that woman. I'm not saying always, but you know what I mean? There's always that woman who has the dark shades on and has a fabulous shape. And there's a child a couple of years old that looks just like the man in the casket. And the family turns around and looks. And she knows all of them because he told her everything about his world, but they don't know her. And the little boy looks so innocent and he knows that's his daddy in the casket. And some members of the family would choose to scorn that little boy who had nothing to do with the affair that that man in the casket had with that woman. But yet and still, he spent time with that child, right? I'm not saying it's cool to go cheat or lay around, but we don't know what's going on in the state of these relationships sometime. I've learned this through seeing in other situations and in the past things that I've done. Yes, I've been in that position and have done things. Things are not always perfect. I miss the days. When we kept out of drama because of the things that the world wouldn't approve of, that mother could have jumped up and said, this is his son. Damn it, I don't care what you think. I loved him and he loved me, which pretty much might have been the way it is. But people had couth back then. They weren't so confrontational. They weren't ready to blow up. The memory of a man or a woman who is laying in the casket. Let those things lie. Let it let, let it stay. What can we do to help that little boy? He doesn't have a father. He may have chose to deposit his sperm in another woman. And I'm not condoning that. No, I'm not. But we have enough things going against us as black people in this world. That we need to pick up the pieces sometime of pieces we don't want to pick up. Things that we don't want to face. Something happened. It may have been something that we didn't want to have happen. But how do we improve and move on from this? 400, 500 years, whatever it may be in America through slavery and what we had to go through. The buck breaking in the Caribbean. That's why we have so many Caribbean brothers even hung up more on manhood. They're more aggressive and yeah, blah, 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 blah. But see, a lot of them won't tell you about that uncle who molested them. And they're fighting that thing now because they want to run away from it. And they find it hard to get close to other men in a righteous way. So they they get close a little bit and run away from it or try to put that man down because it may be a resemblance to that man who molested them. Not in every case. It happens in America. It happens all over the world. But I miss the days when the elders can spot an issue and seek to help the person who has the issue instead of turning their face the other way to ignore it. Back in the day as black people in our communities We were more self-healing than we are now. Now we play the game of every man for himself. Every man for himself. I got mine. You got to get yours. I got my big house and my car. You got to get yours. You on your own. That's the way it is today. And it's so sad. Because I wasn't born 200 years ago. I wasn't born a hundred years ago. But being 60 years old is another level of of time that I've experienced to see where the trajectory of our society is going. Look at the banner here, y'all. These are men. They have testicles between their legs that can procreate with a woman and build empires, build great individuals from the child on up to adulthood. What the hell are you doing, man? Who enjoys seeing you this way? Your oppressor surely does because you're no threat in the state. I miss the day or rather I miss the days when men Whatever they did behind closed doors stayed there, but when they came outside, they were men. They looked out for the sisters. They were a plus to the community. I don't know if you threw lipstick on and a little makeup behind closed doors. We all know that man who never went around a woman, but when he came home from work on a Friday and saw the ice cream truck, he bought all the kids ice cream in front of their mothers. And they thanked him. And that other male friend that didn't look too aggressive they walked up in their place and closed the doors we kind of figured out what it was as adults because they didn't come out until Monday morning when it was time for work and they were wearing different clothes maybe they didn't pull in their blinds and one of the neighbors saw actually what was going on but we knew but you need to be a man and so many of our women are hurt That there are not as many full-blooded, full-blown men. No matter how you slice them. I'm not talking about a knife fight, but a man. Even if you're not involved with that man, that man being in his presence has such an effect on you. And ladies, when you're a real lady, when you're a real caring woman with the feminine energy that you have or supposed to have, you are so powerful just being who you are. The female touch. I don't mean to touch my loins. I mean just your presence, how it touches me, how it touches the world. When you carry yourself with dignity, when you carry yourself upright, when you carry yourself speaking nothing but wisdom, you are so powerful. You will bring the biggest, strongest, baddest man that wants to do harm to you to his knees when he sees that you have that integrity and you're not just somebody's plaything. But we take joy in seeing our sisters this way. Now, these are not sisters on this picture, not a one of them, right? What is it like? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven? That's about seven feet of penis right there in front of you, combined, if not more. (laughs) But it's not designed for what they're portraying. They don't know their place, these men. What happened? If you took just as much time in raising and cultivating your family, not just feeding your seed with food, but sit down and tell them how the world is because they're sponges and they can learn so much, but with your misdirected penis, you'll understand and find out that there's no life in the next man's anus. What a waste. A lot of these brothers are probably brilliant. They may be a little hurt, had something traumatic happen to them, but there's a brilliance that could be there. And we have to look at the underlying hurt that we have all gone through. I miss the days when women and men can cry on the shoulders of their brothers and sisters and bring their problems and challenges to each other and try to figure it out in a self-healing kind of way. We're left alone now. We can't look to our sisters and brothers as much anymore now. Because we've been so cut off from each other. We don't have the community. Community. Unity. Almost sounds like immunity. Immunity from loneliness. Immunity from heartbreak. Isolation. I believe that most of us now are walking around with sufficient levels, enough of PTSD to have to get some type of therapy. And it starts young. There's a lot of hurt with us, y'all. There was a lot of hurt back then, but a lot of us understood how to deal with that hurt. And for the most part, we were there for each other we knew our place. I miss the days when women and men knew their place. Boy, the way Glenn Miller played songs that made the hit parade guys like us, we had it made those were the days and you knew who you were then girls were girls and men were men Mr. We could use a man like Malcolm X again. Didn't need no welfare state. Everybody pulled his weight. G.R. Old LaSalle ran great. Those were the days. Now, I would change the words around to fit my community. But even then, Those of us who are of different races, but we remember the way things used to be aside from the racism. if We took that out. All of us wanted to have a good place to live. All of us wanted good health care. All of us wanted good schools for our children. All of us wanted to love the one we're with and build with them. It was a different world back then, yes. And a lot of vicious things went on back then, but when you came back to your community, that was the sweetest feeling in the whole world. And I miss those days. And I can do 10 parts or a hundred parts of this and use different examples, but this has been a little over an hour of a free flow from the heart. And I just hope it touched you a certain way, the way my thoughts even touched me that came from somewhere else divine. I just wanna let you know I'm on to the next one. Like, share, and subscribe. Land out. I love you all. That's why I do this and I live this. Whether it gets two hits or a thousand or negative 250 every day, I have to share a little bit of myself because I know that it may encourage or motivate somebody out there. This is not about money. This is about the love and bringing back a community that is quickly diminishing into nothingness. And for those of us who understood what it was like back in the day, even though we had issues and challenges, I'll tell you this, I'll fight like hell to bring those days back because we all have it in us. Even if some of us gave up on it, I'll be the last one to give up on us. I might spank you every now and then, but when you're my brother or sister, I have to always look out for you, even if I'm angry doing so. Like the mother of a child who got suspended from class for doing something bad, she still cooks him a home-cooked meal with love. The love will never end. I'll always serve it up, even if I'm a little pissed off at my people sometime. And I do this, why? Because I understand. Peace.